Hey, y'all. Welcome back. It's the Walking Well podcast, and I'm your host, Jalon Martz. How y'all doing? Glad you're back. Glad to have you here again. So let's do some housekeeping things first, right? Um, So I, your girl, had done so well last week. You know, I had recorded the podcast ahead of time, got everything set up, was like, bow, bow, who is getting things done on time? Me. And it was great. And so, you know, I uploaded everything like Saturday, what, what. And um, about Wednesday, I went to check on the stats just to see how everything was going and, you know, listenership and all that good stuff and saw that the uh, podcast had not posted. And uh, I was just deeply disappointed because my one time to shine, I didn't. But, you know, I just wanted to apologize. It was fully my intention and I thought I had it up, but something had happened with the software and the uploading process to where it didn't get up and posted until Wednesday. So that's that is not my plan today. Clearly, Um, (laughs) we will have it on Monday, if not, (laughs) you know, earlier. But um, so you guys know we're talking about checking ourselves this month if you've been following along. And so um, this is part two. So why don't you grab a seat? Because we got to talk. You know, we we are talking about ourselves. We are checking ourselves, making sure that we're growing and glowing all at the same time. And so, girl, you just go ahead and pull up a seat because we got to talk about this. And it's sometimes a little bit challenging. But, you know, I just I want you to be sitting down for this because we all need to have this conversation with someone who cares about us at some point. And so let's just start here. Everybody is not going to like you. Everybody's not going to be a fan of you or what you're doing or trying to do or how you dress, how you talk. Everybody's just not going to be on on that you vibe. And that's got to be okay, you know. But I just want to take a minute and just help us walk through this, right? Because this has actually (laughs) happened to me recently where, you know, moving around in the circles that I move around, I had um, a moment where someone, where I found out that someone had like, you know, said that they didn't like this or that about me that I do. And it was really kind of, it was an initial kind of struggle because I don't think, one, I think I'm so insulated from negative opinions about myself um, from other people that I don't really have to maneuver through that often. Um, But it was a really good sort of like um, a good checkup for me on being offended, on knowing who I am, on, you know, sticking with my purpose, regardless of what other people have to say, on knowing how to check my own self out and, you know, see if there's any validity in the criticism. And so I just wanted to talk to my girls and maybe my guys that listen and let's walk through this, right? So, you know, you find out somebody doesn't like something that you do, doesn't like you, God forbid, you know, or whatever. They just, they're not on your steez, they're not on your style, they're not with your vibe, whatever it is. What do you do? Initial response for most of us is to get offended and defend and, you know, be like, I cannot believe. Well, so so for some of us, we might get offended. For others of us, we might really ingest that and internalize it, right? Um, But let's let's just pause and, you know, someone's giving you some criticism. You've heard some feedback, whatever. Here's one thing that we've got to know about life. Everybody's not going to always like us. Um, And that's just what it is. There's nothing that's specific about you. There's nothing that you can even do to keep that from happening. Somebody somewhere is not going to like you, something that you do, something that you are. And that's okay, right? And, you know, there's really two sides to this coin, right? So um, the first side of this is you know, maybe they're, maybe, you know, like your idea, maybe they're not wrong. Okay. So let's say that maybe they're not wrong. Maybe they've said something about who you are 
and, you know, what you do or how you make them feel or, you know, an aura that you give off or something. Let's start here. Let's pause and go, is there any validity in what they're saying? Is there anything beneficial? Is there anything that I can take from their criticism or their feedback and apply it, you know? And so sometimes, you know, with me, when I got the feedback from uh, something that a person had said, I sat with it. You know, my, I had to pause my knee-jerk response, you know, to defend and to defame and to be like, they don't know what they're talking about. Do they know? Da, 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 da. You know, I, I had to pause all of that, put all of that on pause and really sit and go, okay, well, is there any truth in what they're saying? You know, is can I take any ownership? Is there anything that I need to own, you know, in that in that interaction that has led them to come to a certain conclusion about who I am? And, you know, sometimes this can be the hardest step because um, we're immature and and we think that a criticism of us um, is sort of like this condemning of us. You know, it's very easy. It's very easy to think, you know, someone's like, I just don't like how they come across. You know, it's very easy to feel like somebody is talking about you, your person, the most intimate part of you, you know, and being like that person is trash, you know, and sometimes sometimes people are trying to say that. And that's just something you need to know how to discern and and push back on, which we'll talk about later. But when someone comes with a criticism, when someone comes and they're just like, yeah, I don't like this, that they do, I don't like this, that they do, I don't like this, that they do. Um, we can pause and we can look at that and be like, all right, where's is there any fact in that? Is there any truth in that? Um and we, we can't be so fragile that our ideas, our ambitions, our hopes, our dreams can be crushed with some outsider's opinion of those things, right? We've got to be sturdier than that. We've got to be a little bit healthier than that and a little bit more grounded than that. We've, our ideas have to be able to stand outside of ourselves um, and take a beating, you know? Are they still, if you voice your opinion, if someone comes along and goes, nope, that's not a thing, I don't think that's a good idea, does it crumble? Does it then, you know, do you then accept that they were the Lord and master over that idea and allow them to crush it? Or is there a little bit more to it um, that it can withstand people's criticism? Because you better believe if you've got an idea, if you are a person, someone is always going to be ready um, to talk down about your idea, your thing, that 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 thing about you. Someone's always going to be ready to do that and always wanting to do that. And so you've got to be able to stand up outside of yourself. Your idea has got to be able to stand up outside of you and be okay. We can't be so fragile that our ideas and our person can't take a little bit of deconstruction and feedback, right? So that's the first thing. Um, We've got to really be able to separate the two that people, some people are trying to condemn you and throw you away. Don't let them do that, obviously. Um, But separate the two out. Sometimes people are giving us constructive criticism, constructive feedback, even if they don't intend for it to be constructive. We can then take that and use it to build our lives and move forward and go, okay, is there any reality? Am I really, really obnoxiously loud? Do I not know how to adjust myself in different circumstances, different spheres? You know, am I whatever it is that they say? And don't do this in a vacuum. Don't do that in your head. You know, ask people that you trust that care about you. You know, hey, I heard this. Do you think that's, you know, is there any truth in that? Do I make you feel that way? Is that a way that I come across? Is that something that I do? Um, is this something that I could work on? Ask the people that you love, that love you, um, that you trust, if there's any validity in that feedback or that criticism that you received, right? Um, because while everybody may not be a fan of you, you can use anything to move forward and progress your life. Um, so, you know, even that scripture with the devil meant for harm, God turned around and used for my good. You know, you got to pull a Joseph sometimes. You know, people will intend you harm, will not want the best for you. That's okay. 
we know how to, we have a God, we serve a God that takes those things and uses them to refine us and to shine us and to bring us into the next thing that he has for us. So on one side of the coin, take constructive criticism, pull whatever truth you can from that. If there's no truth, toss it and keep it moving. Don't even give it a second thought. And we've got to be good about that too, right? So not everything that people say is meant to be ingested. Most things that people say, <laughs> again, anyway, um, everything that people say, all the criticism that you receive is not meant to be ingested, right? A lot of times we hear what people say about us and we internalize those things and we allow them to deter us from, you know, what God has called us to do, what we feel like God has said, and and that ought not be, right? You've got to know, so here's the other side, you've got to know that you've been called to purpose. So um, in Jeremiah 1, the book really opens with God sort of commissioning Jeremiah and telling him who he is. He's like, I'm going to point you as a prophet to the nations. You're going to go do this. You're going to go do that. Hey, don't be afraid of their faces. I'm going to put my word in your mouth and I'm going to deliver you from them. And a lot of us haven't gone through that process of allowing God to tell us who we are. And so when people come along with criticism and people come along with, you know, you're not this, you won't ever, you can't do, why do you think you're so whatever, that we allow it to crumble us because we don't believe in us. We don't know who we are. We don't believe that God has called us to X. Y, and Z. But if we sit before the Lord and go, hey, God, who am I? Is this what you call me to do? What is it that you put on the inside of me? You know, what, who do you say that I am? When we go through that process with the Lord, people's criticisms of us, people not being a fan of us really means very little. You know, it means very little and it doesn't become, it then becomes a game of keeping your heart pure, right? So once you've been identified, when you allow the Lord to determine who you are um, and, and, you know that you know that you know that he's called you to whatever it is that you're doing or pursuing, then people's words um, about what you shouldn't be doing and how you should be going about it really begin to kind of just be like water off of a duck's back. You really are able then to go, "Mm, I know God said this is who I am. So the fact that you're telling me that I'm worthless I I don't mean nothing. You know, I know that the Lord called me to pursue this degree, to stay at home with my kids, to, um, pursue, you know, this venture. So you telling me that I'm being a bad mom or being a bad parent, being this, being that, being this, whatever, uh, mm, it doesn't really, doesn't really shake me anymore. And not to say that people's words don't still hurt because they can, because they're words and you're human. Um, but you've got to get to a place where you're not shaken by people's perceptions, people's uh, assumptions, Um, people's really shallow estimations and evaluations of you or your motives, you really, I mean, you have to allow the Lord to deliver you from that. Um, Especially, especially, especially when you're in pursuit of the higher thing. You know, a lot of times when God has called you to something, opposition is just part of the package, you know, and opposition, we we think opposition means, you know, like my car is going to flip over, or, you know, this this person's going to die and not know because we rebuke all of that in Jesus name. A lot of times opposition comes through people, you know, people telling you who you're not, what you're not, what you can't do, what you won't do, you know, spreading lies or gossip and things like that. And we have to be skilled at navigating that. Um, when you're called to purpose, you've got to be skilled at navigating naysayers. You've got to be skilled at navigating people who are just determined to misunderstand you and malign you. You've got to be you've got to be skilled at moving through people um, that don't wish you good and still blessing and not cursing them and keeping your heart pure from offense, you know, because that's the real battle. When you have learned how to receive criticism, take the meat, spit out the bones, when you've learned to allow God to to define who you are, when you know your purpose is your purpose and nobody can take that from you, then the game becomes 
how do I move through this and keep my heart pure? How do I exemplify the character and nature of Christ toward this person that's persecuting me? And one of my favorite verses about this process, I love Jonathan and David's dynamic because you just see how pure David keeps his heart um, before the Lord when Saul is just going after him for no reason. But my other most favorite one is, um, ooh, I think it's First Peter 2, um, where kind of like towards maybe 16, 17, where um, the scriptures are talking about, you know, if you suffer evil for doing evil, man, that's that's nothing. You you just got what you deserve. That's an input output system. But if you suffer for doing righteously, now you're starting to look like Christ and being identified with him. And Jesus left you his personal example on how to walk through this because this man who was guilty of no sin took reviling an insult and did not offer reviling an insult back. Instead, he entrusted himself to the one who always judges fairly. And I love, love, love that picture. I love that picture of you know what? I'm on pursuit. I'm in pursuit of the higher thing. I'm in pursuit of purpose. I'm in pursuit of walking out this narrow path that God has laid out before me. I'm in pursuit of all of these different things. And you know, I'm going to look like Jesus. I'm going to allow the love of God to be squeezed out of me and to bless you and to pray for you. And that is one of the best, when people are not your fans, one of the best, most beautiful things you can do for people is to pray for them like you would pray for yourself. It's so good, man. It is so good. And not even like, ooh, I'm a, you know, I'm a heap coals of burning fire on their head, like the scripture says. Like, yeah, no, I'm going to pray for you. Like, I would want someone to pray for me because any offense, any gunk that's up in my heart, I want to just get that pressed up out of me. And I want to release good towards these people. I want to move out my human nature. I want to slide my human nature to the side so that the love and nature and character of Christ, of the Lord, can flow through me to them. Um, because we know this. Hurt people hurt people, right? So, You've got to know there's brokenness in other people that they project on you. There's there's hurt, there's disappointment within themselves that they intentionally, unintentionally spill spill off and over into your life um, because of whatever. You know, we talked about being a hater last week, you know. So sometimes when we're disappointed with our own circumstances, we can release um, cursing on other people's lives. We can, you know be mean and salty and petty towards them because of how we feel about our own life. And so knowing that that's how that goes, pray for them, you know, pray that that God opens their eyes to the goodness that's in their life. Pray that the Lord heals those things that are hurting and then pray that the Lord moves and advances their life forward. And it's such a beautiful thing when your heart is truly and genuinely and authentically in a place that is praying for someone that doesn't mean you any good. And that's, man, my mom has this saying, um, you know, you talk about the narrow road and the wide road, but there's this coming up higher in God that the air is thin. A lot of people don't do that. A lot of people don't do this, but it's definitely, it's inseparable from our call as believers and as Christians. And so here's another level of maturity for us, right? Here's another way that we can let Christ be more fully formed in us. When someone is not a fan of ours, doesn't like our idea, doesn't like how we're doing whatever, how we're raising our kids or um, the decisions that we're making, removing toxic people, choosing not to be toxic with people anymore. When people are not fans of us and what we're doing, the first thing that we absolutely have to learn how to do is to look at it, examine it, and see if there's any validity or truth in that. And again, that's not something that you do by yourself. You check that with people that care about you, that love you, that you trust to see if there's any truth in that. And then you make the adjustments that you need to adjust, that you need to make to move your life and the call of God in your life forward, right? From there, you make sure that you know that you know that you're called. A lot of times people can crumple our dreams and throw them in the trash because we don't believe in them. 
But if we get before the Lord, allow him to define us, allow him to tell us who we are and what he's called us to do. We become solid. We become immovable. We have this 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 conviction on the inside of us that if nobody else believes in what God has said, we're going to believe that we are the righteousness of God, that God has fearfully and wonderfully made us, you know, that he's pleased with us and that his heart is good towards us and that he's called us to to great things, not to fruitless things. Um so get before the Lord. We've got to get before the Lord and allow him to tell us who we are and what he's called us to. And then from there, it's just a matter of keeping our hearts pure. It's a matter of blessing those people that curse us. It's a matter of, of believing the goodness of the Lord to manifest in their lives and to partner with God in bringing that and seeing that happen in their lives. And so, you know, be an agent of good in people's lives that don't like you. You know, smile really big at them. You know, love on them. Sow good seed into them. Take them out for coffee. Like, do those things because we know that people are hurting and that, you know, most of the time our interactions with people are symptomatic of something else going on on the inside of them. And so instead of being so self-focused, be like, they don't like me, da 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 it's a really good opportunity to be like, Lord, what's happening in them? Can I partner with you to bring out the love of God and to show them the love of God? Can I, can we do that? Can I partner with you, Lord, in doing that and seeing that happen in their lives and for them? So that's how you handle when you yourself are dealing with someone that is not your fan. <laughs> you know, you love them. You be good to them. You choose to look like Jesus in their lives and, and, and you mature in that process too. And so it's a really cool opportunity um, to grow up in God, you know, when, when you find out someone doesn't like you or doesn't like what you do. It's a cool opportunity and see it that way. See it as an opportunity to grow up and to mature in the things of God and to be a blessing to someone else on the way. So that was our second installment of Check Yourself. Um, like always, guys, I hope it was a blessing to you. If you have not followed us on Instagram, we are Walking Well Podcast at Walking Well Podcast on Instagram. And there may be a Facebook page coming if you guys would kind of dig that. We'll see. Um, I'm not much of a social media person if you haven't noticed, but you're trying to have a, we're trying to be a little bit more consistent and get good stuff to you guys that way too. So, um, follow us at walking well podcast on instagram if you've got any questions any suggestions any feedback please send an email to the walking well podcast at gmail.com um we love to get your feedback we'd love to answer your questions and who knows it might even be a question that we address on the podcast which would be super dope i think again that email address is walking well podcast at gmail so know the on the handle for instagram or the email address just walking well podcast and if you haven't rated and reviewed the podcast on whatever platform you listen to, please do that. That is so helpful to know what you guys like, what you're enjoying, maybe what you're not. Hopefully you send us an email before you leave a mean review. But you know, we gonna all be working on that together, being petty. Maybe that'll be the third installment, how not to be petty. We'll see. But um, definitely connect with us those ways. Share, subscribe if you haven't. Make it a boss week. Go be great. I love you guys. Bye. Bye.